This program is made possible through the financial support of viewers like you. To find out more about how you can partner with the MAD Broadcasting Network, please visit our website at www.madbroadcastingnetwork.com. First of all, what went through my mind is how stupid am I to spiritually volunteer for this? Hey, everybody. Welcome to Mad Talk. This is Paul O'Brien, and I'm joined by my co-host, Colin Davis. It's Memorial Day weekend coming up. Colin, how's it going? Great. How are you doing, Paul? I'm doing good. We got some big news today, right? There's a lot. I don't even know where to start today. There's so much Let's going on. Let's start with on. Korea. We got to go with that. Well, yeah, that's the biggest story, I think, to come out today or this week, probably. So, okay, so Trump has now canceled the meeting with uh, Rocket Man. Uh, yeah. So Rocketman disrespected Mike Pence. Uh, they don't believe that they were actually abiding by the things they promised America they would do, which is dismantle all their nuclear sites, stop threatening our allies. So he's basically called off the meeting. And he did write a very respectful letter to Rocketman, but oh. in that letter, he did let him know, if you intend to fire any missiles or threaten to fire any missiles, we will be coming after you. Oh, no, I think it was a great letter. I read it and I was like, okay. It left the door open, though. It didn't close it out completely. It just said, like, right now we can't do it. So I think Trump, he left the door halfway open for, you know, little Kim to get, get it together and come back respectably. But I think if he, the way he disrespected Mike Pence and said that he was kind of, pretty much said he was stupid, you know, like, how do you go from there? So Trump had to put his foot down and say, we're not going to play that game with you and shut the whole meeting down, which I think was a good move. Yeah, and Trump is very loyal to the people who were loyal to him. So well, yeah, you if you're going to disrespect be. somebody that's on his team, he's not going to stand for that. Well, it's the vice president. And it's not like it's some like, little flunky. You know, it's the second in command of the country. So little Kim has to show a little bit more respect than, you know, saying that he's stupid, if he, especially if they want to deal where we're going to we're gonna have to give them a lot to prop them up. So, you know, they have to come to us in the right position, not us go to them the way like Obama did to, with Iran, you know, bent over backwards and let them get away with murder. And, of course, now the left is all excited because they're like, Trump failed, Trump failed. He didn't you know, achieve world peace. They're making fun of him. And I keep telling these people on Twitter, this tweet is not going to age well because I can guarantee you right now North Korea is going to come back. And the reason why they came to us in the first place is because Trump did what Clinton, Bush, and Obama would not do, which is he put pressure on China. China, as soon as we did it, went to North Korea and said, look, you need to do something because now they're punishing us. They're fucking with our trade now. So you need to help us out. And immediately, Rocket Man comes running to us. And look what's happening. He's going to back away. He's going to pretend like he doesn't care what we think or what we do. And China will once again go to North Korea and say, you need to fix this and fix it now. And they'll come back to us again. Well, yeah, I mean, China, they're not going to screw over relations with Trump for North Korea. I'm sorry. I don't see that happening. They have way too much on the table to lose by screwing over Trump. And they know Trump is not going to play games with them. So if they're going to have to whip... North Korea back in the shape and get them in line again for this negotiation, they're going to do it. Like, I see that. I don't see that even being an issue. It might be a couple months off or it might be even next year that it happens, but it's going to happen eventually. So there's not going to be World War III. There's not going to be any nuclear attack. And it's always funny when the left, like, celebrates a setback for Trump, which is hilarious in a really sick way, that they're happy to see him fail, even though it's not a failure. But they take, they take like, some kind of weird, demented pleasure in it, which is so ridiculous. I mean, they would take pleasure in North Korea sending rockets and missiles at us. Even as they're pouring down on California, they'd be cheering. Oh, yeah. 
they'll be happy with Los Angeles wiped off the face of the earth if it just made Trump look bad. <laughs> That's how deranged they are. You know, that's the goal. They, I mean, they celebrated. Yeah, I mean, they celebrate. They like stood up for what the Iranians so far, Hamas, MS-13. They're clearly not thinking clearly with how they. Is anything to spite Trump? They're for it, and even if it's like the worst people on the planet. And they're pushing away their voters. I mean, every study and every poll, even though I don't really like polls, everything is showing us that they are literally pushing away their independent. And I guess you could call them like right-leaning Democrats because they see that all that is left of the Democratic Party are these alt-left activists like Antifa and Black Lives Matter. And they're like, that's not me. That's not the party I want to belong to. So they're considering themselves more independent, but they're voting Republican. Well, I mean, look at, look at the, the choices. The left is completely anti-American, anti-anything traditional. They're pro-illegal aliens. They're pro-MS-13. They're pro-North Korea, apparently. They're pro-Iran. So if you're just like a regular working class person who had some leanings or some attachments to the Democratic Party, you're looking at the party now like, who are these people? They don't they care. Don't care. About, yeah, like the Democrats are literally proposing to raise taxes again. They pretty much told all of the middle, middle America, we're probably going to raise your taxes even though like things are getting better in the country just because Trump did it. So like, what, what are the options? I don't see an option. Well, apparently Hillary Clinton didn't see an option either. Remember back when Hillary Clinton said that the reason why people are sorry, that women did not vote for her is because they did what their husbands told them to? Well, <laughs> she apparently must have been told by Slick Willie not to vote for the female in New York because she went for Andrew Cuomo over Cynthia Nixon, her fellow female. Oh, that, that, that smells like hypocrisy to me. I don't know. Of course. <laughs> like, I, I remember there was a rally and Madeleine Albright did this whole thing. She said... Any woman that doesn't help another woman deserves a special place in hell or something like that. And then Hillary Clinton starts laughing and everyone's laughing and clapping and applauding her. And now that Hillary Clinton has a chance to actually help a woman, you know, break the glass ceiling or shatter the glass ceiling in New York, what did she do? No. Well, we've seen this. We've seen this before. Oprah did this back in 2008. Remember, Oprah was on the whole, I am woman, hear me roar, oh, woman yeah. empowerment. She dropped the woman card for the black card so fast your head would spin. As soon as Barack Obama came out, and he's not even fully black, she's no. like, sorry, sister, I got this guy right here. I need to back up. <laughs> and she dropped Hillary like a hot potato. And rumor has it that Hillary has never forgiven her for that. I mean, the Hillary, the Clintons don't forget. I'm sorry. They, they hold grudges. They allegedly make people disappear, too. So they're not nice people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they get their payback eventually at some point. It might not be right now, but... They have a long list of people that have done them wrong, and I think they're adding to it. They continuously add to it. And Cuomo's just been, he's been loyal to the Clintons because they're from the same New York machine at this point. So she's like, screw Cynthia Nixon, who's pretty much a Bernie, is pretty much Bernie in a dress. So she's like, I'm going to well, go with she the, probably the that. Oh, yeah, I, there's, there's calculations behind this because I don't think Cynthia Nixon has a lot of nice things to say about Hillary either. So I think well, that was kind of a kick in her to her. You just brought up uh, people getting what they deserve, and it's kind of funny that you mentioned that because right now we are hearing that there are FBI agents who are talking to authorities, and they're blowing the whistle on not just Loretta Lynch, but also on James Comey and McCabe. So apparently they've got a lot of dirt on these people, and they're ready to go and get indictments on them. And these it's are the agents time. that were throwing a fit back when Comey was still in charge, and he wasn't indicting Hillary. And they knew that it was all a setup from the very beginning, that he never intended to file for any kind of criminal charges. 
So I want to find out what they all know and what they have on these people because Clapper's getting nervous, Brennan's getting nervous, Comey's terrified. Oh, they're, they're and hitting Twitter like has left not and said right. a thing. No, I think she's the smartest one out of the bunch. She shut up. <laughs> she know, probably should. Yeah, she should. I mean, Clapper, uh, Comey, Brennan, they're all like, their Twitter is not come back to haunt them. I'm sorry. Like all the tweeting they're doing, everything they're saying is not come back to haunt them. Loretta Lynch is like, I'm quiet. There's nothing, you can't quote me on anything. Nothing I said publicly. I'm, clean, I'm a clean slate, you know, quote unquote. But Comey and the rest of them tweeting away, they're just showing how guilty they are. And I'm sorry, the rank and file FBI people do not support this, what they've been up to. I well, don't think I, about the I, reputation I, that they've been given because of these people. Well, they destroyed it. I've said this. I've said this before. I feel so bad for the agents that actually go out there and risk their lives that are actually on the battlefield doing, you know, sacrificing for America. And then you've got the top brass who are making millions like the cave or Comey that have no business being in the FBI because they're millionaires and they're basically playing political favors for certain parties. Like look what James Comey did. I mean, this is not the first time he's helped out the Clintons. He actually helped Bill Clinton back when uh, Bill Clinton pardoned gate. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. When he was pardoning all those people that it turned out it, he might've actually broken the law because he, uh, Hillary accepted campaign contributions from the wife of the person he pardoned. Mm -hmm. And James Comey was the one who investigated and cleared him. Oh, yeah. They have a long history together. <laughs> they have a right, long history so, together. And people who want to say that James Comey is a Republican, he's about as Republican as Anna Navarro, okay? Oh, gosh. Is she that's Republican? pretty sad. I was going to say, what, what is she actually? A joke. Well, you know, Anna Navarro <laughs> likes illegal immigrants because she puts them to work at her husband's uh, hotel or her boyfriend's hotels. Oh, yeah. She has a whole agenda there. There's something there. She's definitely not working for the Republican side. So she just needs to switch. She needs to take off that mask already and just call it what it, call herself what she really is. And God bless Megan McCain for actually saying what you just said. Megan McCain called her out on The View and said, why do you even sit there and tell people that you're a Republican? None of us believe you. You don't even believe it. And she kind of sat there. She's like, I'll tell you why I'm a Republican. I am a legal immigrant. My mother and my father came here for a better life. And they gave a let her go through the whole spiel. It was almost oh. like the whoopee, you know, I'm a black woman. You don't know what it's like for me. Yeah, and no, they let her talk. And then Megan's like, you are everything against the Republicans. Everything that the Republicans do, you hate. Everything the Democrats do, you love. You are clearly not a Republican and you're not a conservative. <laughs> I mean, she even, like, she even talked trash about the tax cuts. So, like, seriously, when do Republicans hate tax cuts? And she found a problem with that, too, at some point. So... Anna Navarro is, she should stay on CNN. She fits in perfectly on CNN. Oh, and CNN, by the way, has lost one third of their viewers. You see, it's like every week I read a new headline about how CNN is losing. So how they just they have left? continue losing. Who's left? <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Jake Tapper lost a third of his audience, and it's because people remember that he was one of the shadiest ones. That, that whole, it's a whole racket on that network. They all literally work for the DNC. I'm sorry. Oh, like, you, who, who, who doesn't believe at this point that they work literally hand-in-hand hand with the DNC? Now, you may hate me for saying this, but I will tell you something that I couldn't believe I said this earlier, but um, Van Jones impressed me. Of all the people from CNN, Van Jones. And the reason why he impressed me is because he's got balls that Jay-Z doesn't have, that Steve Harvey doesn't have. Remember, both of them backed down from their, oh, I want prison reform. I want to help my fellow people. I want to help the inner cities. They backed off real quick if they thought their popularity would sink. Well. Van Jones actually went and met with President Trump on this prison reform. And when he came out, 
he complimented Trump. He said, look, everyone knows I disagree with him on a whole bunch of stuff. But the fact is, we found a few things we do agree on, and that's what we focused on. And then he actually insulted Obama without – I don't know if he meant to do it, but what he said was the Democrats' response is we want all or we want nothing. And he mm -hmm. said, and what happens is they get nothing. nothing. And that's what happened with Obama for eight years. We got nothing. He said, whereas at least with this president, we're taking baby steps, and I'd rather take baby steps than nothing. All right, so I'll give you, I'll give it to you there then. Well, I'll give Van, I'll give Van a point. Voters. I'll give, I'll, I'll give Van a point then on that note. Other than that, oh, I can't that one, stand right. I, yeah, I, other than that, I can't stand the man. But I mean, the prison reform thing is big, and come on, like Obama literally did nothing for eight, eight whole years, and he even said that they were reading reports that Obama contacted Jay Z directly to tell him not to meet with Trump. And to ask for others, and to ask for others not to, to do it. Yeah, to for him to influence other people not to do it. And then even Steve Harvey got raked over the coals. So I think he just said it's not worth it for him in his career to do it in his brand that he's building. So I mean, Van Jones, he does get credit for at least bucking, bucking that trend and going and going to the White House and being at the ceremony because it, it was a great ceremony and he acknowledged it. So on that note, he gets a he gets a point for me. For sure. And also, I like the fact that when he had his show, uh, what was it, The Messy Truth or whatever it was called, The Ugly mm -hmm. Truth, uh, he was actually very, very considerate to the Trump voters. He didn't like come across as condescending or arrogant. He actually let them talk. He let them tell their stories, and he didn't try to like persuade them. Like He just let them get their version out of what, why they voted for Trump when they used to be Democrats. And I was thinking to myself, if that had been Anna Navarro or Don Lemon, oh, they would God. have been jumping in, shouting over the people. Anna Navarro, he, she would have screamed at the top of her lungs and Don Lemon, Lemonade, he would have shut up the microphones and went to commercial break. Because that's what uh, he, that's Don what he Lemon. Yeah, I call him Don Lemonade because he's, you know. Could you believe he's talking about, oh, I think Trump is a racist. He doesn't oh, like God. me because I'm black. I'm like, dude, <laughs> you defended racist monsters who kidnapped and tortured a special needs kid because he was white. You said they weren't evil. They just had bad home training. Don Lemon literally is just a talking head. He has no unique thought process except when he's drunk at New Year's Eve, you know, getting and acting like a complete idiot on national TV. Who takes this man seriously? Like, yeah, getting nipple pairs, being completely wasted on TV. Acting like a moron, and then he wants and to be taken seriously. And now him and his boyfriend are all buddy buddy with Stormy Daniels' attorney. Yeah, like what? What is that about? CNN, That's a little weird. I mean, CNN completely just—they took off the cloak of being fair and balanced, or whatever, whatever their line was. It's pretty clear, obviously, everybody what side they're on. You can't party. And that with is why Fox and MSNBC have both gotten boosts because the people that were watching CNN, which were both conservative and uh, liberals, they, they basically abandoned CNN for the news site that they wanted. Like he went, you know, the liberals went to MSNBC, the conservatives went to Fox News, and CNN is like literally down to like half a million viewers a day. That's terrible. Yeah, but it, they did it to themselves. They didn't have to do that. And they don't and look they like they want to change. It, but they won't. They won't. They don't want to. I don't know. That's why I say they work. It's the, part, it's the arm of the DNC. Because there's no way you run a business like this where you're shredding like so many viewers so quickly and you don't change it. Like, what's the rationale behind that? Well, if the Democrats are giving them money, that's one thing. But they're losing influence and they're losing power. So you think that, was, that would be something that they want to keep? You would think. But... I don't know. We have, there's something we have to figure out. <laughs> I don't think anyone has a clear answer to what CNN is doing because well, it makes CNN no sense. CNN is not going to talk about like the fact – well, actually, I think they had a poll 
which, you know, I don't really believe in a whole lot of polls, but it's CNN, and we know that they obviously oversampled Democrats, but their polls showed them that the Democratic wave, the blue wave, has crashed. They've got, like, the Republicans have taken the lead. So if CNN is admitting this, then they have to know the country is going in a different direction than we are. We might want to go with the uh, change. Uh, so far, the change is working. Right. <laughs> I mean, no matter let's what be they relevant. say. Yeah, let's look at what's going on and not what you know, CNN screaming about all day, every all day, all night. The country is going in a better direction, except for the lunatics on the left. Oh, Everyone let's else talk is about that, by the way. You just brought it up. The country is going in a really good direction. Have you heard about this? Okay. Household incomes have hit an all-time high here in America. Mm -hmm. So that's one good thing. Here's the other one that's really good. USA is now back to being the most competitive economy in the world, defeating Hong Kong for the first time in years, thanks that's to Trump. A, yeah, and we, and we hit 3% GDP regularly now. And he promised he would, remember? He promised he would. I mean, Obama and was they like, laughed at him. Yeah, Obama told us we should be, we should accept the status quo and we should be okay with like a 1%, 1.5%, you know, like GDP, that's, that's the new normal. And Trump's like, no, it's not. Why does it have to be? We're the strongest economy in the world. Why should we settle for being mediocre? Which is, I mean, that was Obama. He was mediocre on pretty much everything. So <laughs> I'm not surprised that we're doing so much better now in such a sh short amount of time, a year and a half. Yeah, and it's not just, I mean, the, the incomes are one thing, but also the fact that there are so many more people working, even though the taxes were lowered, we're mm -hmm. getting more revenue from those taxes. Because like I said, it's simple economics. If you have 500 people paying $5 versus 2,000 people paying $3, it's going to be more money. Of course. Because you've got more people paying out. And it's like they don't know simple math. But that's logical economics, not communist or socialist economics, which, doesn't, which never adds up. Well, and look, we got to think too. They had this whole scam going with Planned Parenthood where Planned Parenthood receives taxpayer dollars and then oh. they turn around and donate millions, yeah. like they half they a million. It's like the laundering Democrats. money. They launder the money for them. I wish Sessions would get his head out of his ass oh, and investigate that. Oh, please. I, I gave up on him a long time ago. I've never been so disappointed in somebody <laughs> because <laughs> I supported him because he supported yeah. Trump. So I supported him and he's done nothing. I, I'm starting to not believe any of that, to be honest with you. I, I think he's part of the swamp. I think Sessions was, he was, he's, he might not be an official FBI plant, but he's definitely a swamp creature implanted in the, in the Trump organization, in the, in the oh, campaign. Oh, so yeah. And speaking of that, Clapper actually admitted now that we have, that they did spy on the Trump campaign, but he but says they spy. did it to protect Trump. Don't call it a spy. Apparently, a secret agent is not a spy. <laughs> <laughs> secret agent. <laughs> <laughs> they did it for Trump's good. Imagine that. Instead of telling him, spy hey, to help Trump. Yeah. Instead of saying, you know, Russians might try to infiltrate your campaign. You might want to look out for it, or you know, like some stuff is going on. They're like, let's just spy on you and try to entrap your people and see if if something happens. Did Hillary That's have one? No, I mean, Hillary only got literally paid from the Russians, so why should they spy? It was clear that she has involvement with them. I would love to hear Clapper explain why it was uh, pivotal for them to put one in Trump's campaign, but not in Hillary's. The, 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 the dossier, you know. Oh, that's yeah, the, that the Clinton campaign paid for? Yeah, well, don't say that. Don't <laughs> so, say so, that. Yeah, source, source from Russians, though. That's the funny part. <laughs> A dossier <laughs> made by a British guy sourced from Russians to show Russian collusion. Go figure. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to take a commercial break, and we'll be back in just a minute, guys. And, and by the way, we can actually be found now on Roku, so don't forget to look us up, Mad Broadcasting Network. Check us out. 
and we'll be back in just a moment. The Mad Broadcasting Network is proud to partner with CBD Pure Hemp Oil. CBD Pure is derived from certified organic industrial hemp grown in the USA without the use of harmful pesticides or herbicides. The industrial hemp they use has been chosen for its high CBD content and is grown with great care in order to produce a high quality product you can count on. For more information, visit www.madbroadcastingnetwork.com forward slash CBD. If you're off the grid by choice or by disaster, you need a Greenovative GMAG portable power cell. This amazing biofuel activated device makes power anytime, anywhere, in any weather, day or night, and is equal to about 200 AA batteries. GMAG will recharge six AA batteries in about four hours repeatedly and can do it over and over again. It will make power anywhere, in any weather, day or night. And you don't need sun, you don't need wind, and you don't need a hand crank. All you need to do is add a little bit of salt and a little bit of water. Shake it up and it instantly makes electricity. Get yours today at greenovative.com. Enter Mad Prepper at checkout and receive a 15% discount. Get one. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back, guys. Paul O'Brien and Colin Davis here, and this is Mad Talk. We're about to be in Memorial Day weekend, and we're just finishing up on our headlines. So Stormy Daniels back in the news once again, this time getting the key to West Hollywood. Yeah. I, Stormy Daniels is literally like an STD at this point. She will not, <laughs> <laughs> will not go away. It's so it's, – it's boring. It's so and boring. And an attorney but, won't either. Yeah, but this one – this might be the dumbest one so far about Stormy Daniels. The city of West Hollywood, which is like an LGBT mecca, gives her a key to the city for her supposedly fighting Trump, you know, putting up a good fight against Trump. And what does that have to do with gays? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't I get it. I just don't get it. This one, is, this one baffled my mind when I saw it. I was like, what? How does this even make any sense? Like, literally... They'd say Trump is like some moral, moral, reprehensible creature, and they give like a walking mattress a key to the city for being like what I call. I tweeted. I said, is she, is she like the new Joan of Arc or something? Like, what is going on with, <laughs> with Stormy Daniels at this point? This is ridiculous. And I guess the Me Too movement in West Hollywood didn't seem to care that uh, you know the people that starred in her movies were actually sexually harassed by the crew yeah. members, and when she went to Stormy to complain, Stormy did absolutely nothing to help her, and in fact, shamed her for coming to her and saying, hey, this crew guy keeps touching me inappropriately, and I want it to stop, and Stormy refused to send him home. She refused to fire him. She made the girl continue working with this guy, even though he made her uncomfortable, and when the girl brought it up on Twitter, Stormy was trying to say, you cannot talk about my work ethic. My work ethic is great, and the chick oh. said, I came to you, I have the documents to prove it, that I made a complaint, that I filed my grievances over a crew member that you employed, and you refused to let him go. You forced me to work with him, citing my contract, making me work under a cloud of allegation and innuendo and sexual misconduct. And she said, just because I have sex on camera does not mean that the crew members are allowed to have their way with me. And Stormy Daniels did nothing for, to protect her. I'm sorry. That's me Storm too. Yeah, me too. Me too literally means... If you're, as long as you're like anti-Trump, you get everything washed off, you know, because literally all, the only thing Stormy Daniels is, is that she's anti-Trump. Like she's not, she doesn't come off as a good 
you know, angel in any shape or form. I mean, she's literally willing to sleep with a married man, allegedly. And they somehow think that she's still better than Trump. She knew he was married when this affair allegedly happened anyway. So why is she the good one in the story? I still haven't figured that and one she out. She either lied about sleeping with him or she lied about not sleeping Look, with him. She either, I'll, give her the, I'll give her the benefit of the doubt. Let's say it happened. Okay. And we care. We care. But what he did eight years ago. Yeah. She knew he was married. She's guilty. She's just as guilty as he is, if not, if not worse. She's a woman, you know, who didn't care how Melania would have felt about it. No, and of course not. Up with Trump and then was willing to take money after the fact to shut up about it, which I guess that didn't really work out. So, you know, whatever. I, can she, I and, wish she'd go away. Well, and Me Too has struck again, but this time it's gotten Morgan Freeman. <laughs> so he's got an accuser now, and it's all over the news. In fact, when I logged on to my internet today, I try to avoid MSN.com, but I do have Hotmail account. So sometimes, like, if I don't hit, you know, whatever website I'm going to fast enough, their headlines will pop Pops up, and them. it's always liberal. But he was on the front page of that. He was on the front page of AOL. So they're turning on him real quick. Oh, well, Bill Cosby, that's over with already. Weinstein is, like, whatever. Uh, who's the other Who's the other creep? Um, Huma's husband, that's still pending. I guess whatever happened oh, to Anthony him. Anthony Weiner. Anthony Weiner, he's going to jail at some point. So they need a new They need a new one. So I guess let's dust off Morgan Freeman allegations from like two, two, three, even five years ago. And, and isn't it convenient that Morgan Freeman was kind of similar to Bill Cosby and how he spoke about issues? Like he didn't yeah. believe in Black History Month because he said we're all Americans. American, yeah. So he's, he's an easy American target. History. Yeah, he's an easy target, which, I mean, some of the allegations are really, it's weird. It goes from just like, you know, uncomfortable comments to supposedly he tried to lift up a girl's skirt, but she brushed his hand off. So, uh, and she waits to talk about it, right? And she, yeah, like it happened. One of them was from 2012, I believe, and the other one was 2015. And now, 2000, mid mid 2018, now it comes out. Where, now, who was it that Morgan Freeman lost? Was it his daughter or was it his granddaughter that was murdered? I, I believe it was his granddaughter. So, I mean, I he's, had some, he's had some pretty bad stuff happen to him. And uh, I know that he came out against Trump, like, not as hard as a lot of these other celebrities. He was asked a question, he gave an answer. I didn't like his answer, but I was like, whatever, at least he's not forcing it down my throat. But it almost seems like because he had the Bill Cosby attitude of blacks are not victims, we can be victors if we choose to be, that turned the liberals yeah. against him. He's an easy target to take down. There won't be a lot of a backlash against it. So this, he'll be, he's like low hanging fruit and he's also old. So he's not super relevant to most of the millennials. So it's, a, it's an easy target, I think. Well, and easy targets. Uh, you've heard, of course, about this Dallas cop that was accused of rape. Yeah. And it turned out the body camera vindicated him. Thank but God for body cams. Because we've got Talcum X, a.k.a. Sean, <laughs> what is his name? Sean White? Sean, Sean King. Sean King. Yeah. Yeah, I keep Sean saying White. White because he's white. <laughs> Don't say yeah, he doesn't so, know he's white, apparently. So he goes on The Intercept and he posts an article naming the officer, accusing him of rape without even getting his facts straight. You need to put allegedly or somebody alleged or accused. You don't just say... This person raped him, and that's what the headline said. So after the news came out that the body camera actually vindicated him, he deletes his tweet on Twitter, and when people demand that he apologize to the officer that he slandered, he says he's the victim. Of course. Typical SJW. They're always the victim, no matter oh, what they so do. Ridiculous. And like, I went on his page just to look at look for the tweet, and like he starts just to show like how he's not remorseful at all. He decides to post a bunch of like cops that actually did commit crimes just to show that hey see cops are bad 
this was this might have been a little mistake on my part, but cops are really bad people, you know. So instead of him being like, you know, you know, my bad, I messed up, he went the other route and like doubles down on just like cop bashing. So it just shows where he's coming from. I've never liked this guy. This guy always struck me as being smarmy, and of course, the fact that he joined the Young Turks that was enough. Oh I yeah, mean, but he's just a sleazy slime ball. I mean, there are people on the left that don't even like him. He's a dirty past, the guy. Like, you know, when like when Black Lives Matter distance themselves from you, you know, you're a piece of shit. You know? Did he call his own mom a whore? Oh yeah. He oh, cause he's white, so you know, he tried yeah. to push away, push away from that as far as possible. But he's like, I'm sure she slept with a black guy at one time. Yeah. What oh, does but, that have to do with you, Whitey? Yeah, some because I guess the DNA lingered. In the in her uterus, <laughs> <laughs> that black sperm is so strong. Like, it's so yeah. So that's how he's like back. He's like black by contact or something. I don't know. <laughs> this is show how bad he is though. He's he's doing a a whole rally with Bernie Sanders soon about well, like. I hope that he Justin. gets sued. I really do. I want him to get sued, and I want the Intercept to get sued by this officer for slander. I mean, it was. I mean, he pretty much said both like completely, not even questioning. It was like he accused a guy of like raping this woman. It's like, like the no, uh, Duke Lacrosse thing all over again. Yeah, I mean, it's the, it's the same thing. Al Sharpton did this back in the like eighties. Oh, what was you know, it? Brawley. Tawana Brawley. It's the same oh, playbook. It's the same playbook. <laughs> they just do and it over and over. Didn't he lose again. that? He got he lost a judgment and owed a lot of money, but somebody uh, else paid his fines. Yeah, he doesn't have any. Well, he he somehow has a lot of money, but never pays anything for himself. Apparently, who in their right mind would pay his fines? The agents that monitor him, you know, he's an FBI agent too. So, oh yeah, he has he, he has was also money. doing drugs while he was an informant to the FBI. Oh, yeah, that that that's a whole that's a whole show in itself, Al Sharpton. <laughs> the fact that he has a show on MSNBC is just sad. When he's so homophobic and racist oh, and anti-Semitic, MSNBC likes homophobes. Joy Joy Reid has a show on there. Oh yeah, yeah we I'm still sorry. haven't forgotten her. Yeah, oh, by the they way, have. Did you hear that not a single Democrat went to the embassy opening in Jerusalem? Yeah, I'm not. Are you surprised by that? And they claim to be the party of Jews. Well, they and they keep saying that Trump's anti-Semitic, which is hilarious. Right, he did the but, one thing that none of the other presidents <laughs> would do, even though they promised they were going to do it. Oh yeah, literally, literally, something for Jewish people to strengthen them, and then they don't go. Amazing. Well, we do have some good news though. Uh, the NFL finally caved in. They are now saying that the uh, players who kneel, they will suffer a punishment for it. So they're, they're finally figuring out our sucky ratings. Maybe it has to do with all the conservatives that abandoned does once we started getting political. Oh, I saw that, which is good. I'm not, I don't care about football anyway. And I think a lot of people are like, wash their hands of football. Even it's a little after, too late. Right. A little too late. But before we even started recording, I saw an article where they said that the NFL players, because they're such, you know, brainiacs, they're figuring out new ways to protest within the parameters set by the NFL. So oh, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to keep going. Like if it's not over. Well, they've it's lost so much money. I mean, how much well, money did they lose in the last year? Just from millions the of dollars. They lost games millions and, and millions of dollars. But I mean, these players are not rocket scientists. I'm sorry. You know, and they, they're not thinking big picture. They're thinking, like, make a statement, you know, immediate attention. They're not thinking big picture. Once they destroy, once they destroy the NFL, what are they going to do for money? You know, it might oh. not happen this season, but it's going to happen if they keep this up. 
Well, you know, Netflix, they were going to do a boycott because of the Obamas being signed on to Netflix. I think their goal was 50,000 people canceling their memberships. It actually reached 100,000 people canceled their Netflix. Um, the day it was announced that Obama and uh, Michelle got a show. Well, it's, it's more than a show. It's like a whole production deal. And Susan Rice is there with them. Yeah, Susan Rice is on the board of directors for Netflix. This is ridiculous. Well, what I mean, the hell what, is going on? What do the Obamas know about making film and shows? Well, didn't he pimp out his daughter to Harvey Weinstein as an intern? No. She's a little party girl, but... That's so... This, he knows about the entertainment business. <laughs> this is ridiculous, though. Like, what, like he, he didn't even write his own books. He had, like, a ghostwriter write his books. Michelle I heard the ghostwriter was that terrorist from The Weathermen. Oh, I believe it. I uh, believe what it. What was the guy's name from Chicago? Oh, uh, Bill, Bill Ayers. Uh, Bill Ayers, yeah. I mean, Obama Why? pretty much sucked at his teeth. That's where he learned all of his radical ways. You know, that so, explains a lot, too. Yeah, but I mean, Michelle Obama was like a lawyer for like a minute. Barack Obama was, <laughs> <laughs> was like a professor and part-time community disorganizer. So disorganizer. What, <laughs> organizer. He didn't organize. Look at Chicago. What did he organize? <laughs> but Absolutely like, nothing except the like, genocide, maybe. Yeah, pretty much. So what do they, what do they know about film? What are they going to do? Some feel-good, like, SJW crap? That no one wants if they to asked see. Roseanne for some tips, maybe they could be successful. Because yeah, Roseanne's uh, finale just hit, and it scored over 10 million viewers, which means that it's remained consistent for the last four episodes, including a rerun, by the way, which wow. usually when you put a rerun in, it screws up the ratings. But people have remained loyal. This is live viewers, by the way. So 10 million people watched it live. That does not count DVR, DVR or streaming. Yeah. And That's remember, Will & Grace premiered to 10 million. Premiered. Look. Will and Grace sucks. And down to two million. <laughs> Roseanne stays at ten million. Yeah, I mean Roseanne, it's a good show. I'm sorry. Like, if you watch that show and you say you don't like it, something's wrong with you. It has literally and has it, a little bit of everything in there for everybody. Right. It represents both sides. It makes fun of both sides fairly without being cruel. Yeah. And that's what people wanted. I mean, they even addressed like I don't know if you if you caught up to it. There's, there's even a, a recent episode where they even start talking about like the opioid addiction and like prescription pills. Oh yeah, you know. So I mean, who who can agree with that or relate to that on some point at some level? So I don't well, get the illegal immigration issue. Uh, did yeah. I tell you here in Tennessee we banned sanctuary cities? Good for you. Yeah, just to be official, you. the governor basically said he's not going to challenge the law. The law passed like veto proof, basically, like they could not filibuster or veto it. And the governor basically just said, "Okay, I'm going to let it stand." I mean, and that's what. That Sanctuary cities are banned. And, of course, the local activists, which oh, there's not very many here in Tennessee, say, they're like, all mad saying they're going to challenge it. They can try to challenge it, but it'll get defeated really quickly. That's like, I mean, like here, here where I am in Texas, we, our governor, he's super anti-sanctuary city. And he's backed all the initiatives to, to ban it. But we have a growing, like, kind of the amnesty population here because we have a huge population from Mexico here. So, you know, it's kind of a pushback here, which is why we, have, we keep fighting to keep our keep Texas red, that's like the motto: keep Texas red, so that we you don't, don't get end up like California. No, we don't. Or Starbucks. Like, or, God. <laughs> and no, just another reason why I won't go to Starbucks again. <laughs> I don't go Multiple there anymore. Reason. They're overpriced, and it's just way too liberal for me. Oh yeah, no donuts. Yeah, a seven dollar oh. cup of burnt coffee. Thanks. Uh, Thank speaking you. of coffee, Black Rifle Coffee is actually investing in Tennessee. They're building I a new that. plant. That's oh, awesome that's news. Awesome. I didn't know we grew coffee in, in, in the States either. Apparently, they grow uh, coffee here, too. And uh, they have a policy where for every one person that they hire, they hire a veteran. 
that's all. I mean, that's, so, it's, I think, isn't it run by veterans or something? Yeah, it's run by a veterans. Uh, yeah. Half of their proceeds go to veterans, to the VA or to some other uh, charity. But yeah, a lot of people started getting their coffee from them when the, C, uh, the CEO of Starbucks said he was going to hire refugees instead of Americans. Mm -hmm. I remember they lost all that money. And then he came out and apologized and said, no, we'll hire regular Americans. It'd, it'd be great now if they open more that. franchises. They should open more franchises. I know they have a couple of locations, I think. But I hope that they uh, do expand. I mean, if they were in Tennessee, they could go to another state next yeah. and just keep going. If they came here, it would be insane. I don't, I don't see them losing business in Texas, at least. I mean, I'll yeah. think about people that would actually buy it just to support the veterans. I would. I would, I would too. I mean, I'm I would not a pay big coffee Starbucks drinker, price. but I would do it just for that. I'd pay Starbucks price if it went to Black Rifle, you know. Because you know it's going to something I know good, someone, good yeah, not to go like to some SJW propaganda. Uh, and what's the latest on these volcanoes in Hawaii? I, has it been declared a state of emergency? If it's not, it's getting there. I saw one report actually, which was really bad because I think the the lava flow was like getting close to like a major power plant. Like it's a huge geothermal plant, and it was they started to say they had to start closing it down to prepare for it, like almost for it getting destroyed. And it provides yeah, have they like evacuated these areas. They're evacuating a lot of areas. They're evacuating huge amounts of areas because even if the lava doesn't get you, there's like gas now, sulfuric acid, now, clouds, the ash, the spot. ash now. Yeah, like there was even a picture. It was actually a cool picture. It was devastating, but methane gas. So there's like blue flames on the ground in some places. It, Ooh, it's like Game of Thrones. It, yeah, it's, it's a real thing. I saw. I was like, whoa. All right, Dragonfire. But it's actually like I want to be near bad. it, but it looks I, cool. No, but it was a great picture. But yeah, so it's getting bad there because if like that power plant, if it goes up, that's twenty five percent of the power for the whole island is going to be gone. So that's it's. It doesn't look like it's ending anytime soon. Okay, Colin, are you going to close out with Mad Maxine? I understand you got some major news on her. Oh gosh, Mad Max, the gift that keeps on giving. My favorite person right? to talk about in the Democratic Party. So What's she done you know now? How she's. He's always railing about Trump being like corrupt and his family's like a gangster family or mob family. So how much do you think she's paying her daughter to work for her campaign? $5,000? No. $10,000? No, wait, she can't get a million. Not a million. $100,000 she's paying to her own daughter. For What does her daughter do for that money? She's mailers. Really? A mailing campaign. She mails things out. <laughs> and she gets paid that much. I need to go do that. Yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm messing up with what I'm doing, apparently. I need to go do a mail right? campaign. So apparently yeah. she, she gave her already 45000 and then she's still scheduled to give her the rest of it to total $100,000 for this campaign. Is this That's legal? It's a campaign distribution, so it seems legal technically, ethically. I don't think it's right, but... Maybe on paper it's okay because it's a job function, which seems completely overpriced because they're interns that do this for free. Okay, but I'm thinking about the left freaking out because Trump paid his attorney, and they tried to say that was a violation of campaign finance laws. Isn't this the same exact thing? Yeah, but why would you think logically? I keep warning you about that. Yeah, it's bad, but, but I just want to bring that yeah, up because uh, if people are going to use it on Trump, use oh, it on yeah. Maxine. But the funny part is I, I thought about it. I said to someone, I was like, do you know how much Ivanka Trump gets paid for her work, at her actual work in the government? Free? Nothing. It's free. She doesn't get paid just for like anything she does, like her dad. But somehow Mad Max's daughter gets 100K 
for like a mailing campaign, a mailer campaign and working on her mother's campaign. <laughs> well, it's like that Chelsea Clinton. Sense. She was getting paid massive money from the Clinton Foundation for doing absolutely nothing. They bought her apartment. They paid for her wedding. She made money hands over fist for doing nothing. She got TV deals, all kinds of foundation. She got paid millions of dollars total for doing absolutely nothing. But that's the left for you. Well, you know what they say, the sinners and the worst are rewarded here on earth because they will not be rewarded in the afterlife. And that's exactly why. Amen to that. <laughs> uh, by the way, let's do, before we close out, let's do remind our viewers that this weekend, Memorial Day weekend, apparently there's a massive boycott of Twitter that's going down. Have you heard about this? Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, it I'm starts at midnight on Saturday morning, and it will be going until midnight Monday morning. So for 48 hours, conservatives are protesting Twitter's shadow banning, their censorship, their suspensions, and they're outright banning people. And they're doing this, and they've let Twitter shareholders know so that they can actually keep their eye on the traffic and also the ad sales because they want to show just how many conservatives make up Twitter. And it's about time Twitter realized how important we are. So I will also- Without conservatives, Twitter. Twitter's nothing. Oh yeah, I'm gonna stay away. I'll, I'll pop on Facebook for my news, but for two days, I mean, I, when I was suspended for a week, it reminded me that I could live without Twitter. Exactly, it's a welcome break. It's a welcome break. I did it a couple of weeks ago and I'll be right on it this weekend too. For I sure. think everybody needs to do that at least once. Just take a break from social media if you can. You will feel Detox. so much better. Your your whole your whole brain changes once you take a couple of days off. It's amazing how bad how hard we're taking. Back, to you're it. Ready to fight some more. Double time and grow your grow your Twitter following while you're at it. That's right. <laughs> well, all right, guys, we're gonna close out. I want everyone to have a great Memorial Day weekend. Remember to boycott Twitter starting Saturday morning at twelve o'clock and ending Monday morning at twelve o'clock. And look for us on Roku. We are on there now under Mad Broadcasting Network. And you can also find us on Facebook. And, of course, once the Twitter ban is uh, or boycott is over, you can find us on Twitter. We'll be back busier than ever. Making America great again. Make America great again. See you next time. See you next time, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. I'm Anderson Cooper, and I've got distinguished Congresswoman Maxine Waters as my guest. Maxine, what do you have for us? Impeach! It's time we impeach Donald Trump and put a peach right up his butt like the founders intended. And you're sure that's what it means? Yes. An implant goes inside your boobies, right? So obviously, impeach means a peach goes inside of you. In the Constitution days, they punished someone that way. A peach right up the butt. And I'm calling for it. Impeach 45 right up the butt. Constitution! You're a true patriot. Yes, Cooper. Every day I wake up, put on my James Brown wig, do absolutely nothing for all my very poor constituents whom I've represented badly for over 20 years, and I make bizarre accusations. You're fantastic. What about Russia? Oh, yes. Russia and Putin are controlling Trump, no question. Did you know that Putin plays hockey and Trump tried to buy the Buffalo Bills football team? Stunning. They're both right-handed and both have blue eyes. How do we know they're not brothers? Trump said his brother passed away. I say he didn't. I say Putin is Trump's brother, who Trump sent to Russia years ago to become Russian president and now return the favor and make Trump U.S. president. Amazing. I can prove it. He uses the clever alias Putin, which broken down is put in. See here? Put in, as in put in Trump. Get it? This is undeniable. Look, put in. Proof positive.
Yes, it is. We need people like me running things. It's time to put in a peach up his butt. Impeach! You are brilliant, young, and completely in touch with the needs of America. Ma'am, I don't think I'm overstating it when I say you are a hero and arouse me in many, many ways. I've been to other planets. It was unbelievably painful.